0: When, when I was a boy this story used to be taught at my school and, um, and the object of the, of the story as far as I was concerned at school was a lesson in uh, how to do what you're supposed to do and being sorry for what you'd done wrong. And from my memory that's the only lesson that I learned from this uh, story at school. However, that might say more about me than it does about my education. Uh, as you can, as you know, in the Bible, this story is called uh, the story, the parable of the lost son. Um, but as we've seen today, it's got another name as well, which is um, the prodigal son. Uh, so, as you can see, like when I was at school, it was uh, the, the teaching was steered in a certain way. And by changing its name to the prodigal son, somebody has uh, uh, directed it. He's got their own agenda and they want to tell the story in a certain way by changing its name. And today is no different. We also are going to change the name of this story. But not only are we going to change its name, we're going to change the characters in the story as well. And not only are we going to change the characters in the story, we're going to change their sexes as well. And not only are we going to change the sexes, we're going to change the species. Today's story is called Noisy and the Hens. And what I need first are some volunteers to play the different characters. So first of all, we need a female Dog. So only girls need to volunteer for this one. Do Have we got somebody who wants to be a dog? Sophia. Hang on, I've got other parts, I've got other parts. Sophia, that's it, yeah. Can you do barking? Can you do begging? Yeah, you're, you're a great dog, fantastic. So we've got a dog. Next, we need... A cuckoo. Yeah? Would you like to be a cuckoo? No, there's no more. uh no, there's no more four-legged animals. No. Would you like to be a cuckoo? Right. I've got another part for you. Uh, can you uh, can you do cuckoo? Can you go cuckoo for me? Cuckoo. Cuckoo, louder? Go on. Cuckoo. Lovely. Nice. Now, um I would like you to go and stand up there, hide behind, that's it, in there, and hide down, and I'll come and give you some direction in a minute, now, I need some hens, okay, I need five hens, well, oh, I'll, I'll have, you can be a hen, you can be a hen, you can all be hens, You're, this is your place over here, right, I want you to do, I want you to do clucking and scratching, do, can you give it some of it, Standing up, stand up, stand up, Right, giving it some of that. Can you do some of that? Cluck, 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 cluck. Pecking. Can you do some pecking? Nice. Okay. Right. Um, you will have to talk amongst yourselves for a little while, whilst I just give it, uh, give it a little bit of direction. Won't be long. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. For your delight, we have the world premiere of Noisy and the Hens. To put my glasses on for this one. Right. The master rose from the table and put on his hat. He was off to work. On guard, noisy. He said to the dog at his feet, Noisy, tail dropped between her legs. Sadly, she trotted out of the kitchen and into the yard. The master needed a dog to guard his hens, and Noisy had been chosen for the job. Although having a special job had made her happy to begin with, now it was getting her down. The master's hens were hard work. All they ever did was fuss, flap and squabble. Stop that, she growled at a group who were pecking by at the wire. Go away. You're a spoil sport, Noisy. They squawked back. The hens squawked back like that all of the time. They weren't in the least bit grateful for being guarded. If only they knew how Noisy wished that she could get away from it all. It was such a lovely day. Full of spoil fresh spring smells oh to be out there racing through the fields with a sigh noisy 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 with a sigh she lay down her nose between her paws then suddenly above her she heard a voice, hello there Noisy, you look fed up, who could it be? Noisy looked up and there in the tree above her head was a big cuckoo staring down at her, grrr, Noisy growled, next to hens cuckoo were her least favourite birds, lazy mischief makers, that's how she saw them, always going around, laying their eggs in other birds' nests. But the cuckoo refused to take the hint. I took. I bet you wish you could go off for a run in the fields. It cocked its head and winked its beady eye. It's a shame. That's what it is. You stuck here, having to guard all of those foul, foul... On a lovely day, an afternoon like this. It's my job, said Noisy. I do it for the master. He'll take me for a run as soon as he gets home. Taking his time though, isn't he, said the cuckoo. Still, I suppose he'll come back when it suits him. A hard taskmaster, that's what he is. All the other guard dogs get a run in the afternoon. Do they? Noisy pricked up her ears. Tell you what, said Cuckoo brightly. You trot off and I'll guard the hens. The master need not know a thing about it. He'll be happy. You'll be happy. What could be better? Right. Wrong. Noisy knew her master wouldn't want her trusting her special job to a Cuckoo. Still, It was tempting. He needn't know a thing about it. It was as if the bird had read her thoughts. You'll be back long before him, able to slobber around him just as usual. Go on, what are you waiting for? I'll take care of things. All right, said Noisy. Chickens. Alright, said Noisy, and she went, went away. Leaping and bounding. Where's she gone? <laughs> this way. Come on Noisy. Leaping and bounding. Come on. Through the farm yard gate and into the countryside and beyond out she ran through field after field and another field until finally she got to a tree and she flopped down it had been a good run but she missed her master she got up sniffed around for a bit And then decided to go home. He needn't know a thing about it, she reminded herself as she went. But she couldn't help feeling uneasy though. What if he suspected something? Noisy knew she must try and behave just as usual when he came. But her tail felt all droopy. What if he noticed that she wasn't greeting him with her usual faster than the speed of light waggle. Her uneasiness grew as she trotted through the gate and into the yard. Something was wrong. She sniffed the ground. Yes, definitely. She smelt an enemy smell in the dust. And everything seemed so quiet. Not a squawk. Not a flap, not a squabble. Things okay here? She patted across to the hen run and looked inside. And a terrible sight met her eyes. Disaster! There was a a hole in the wire, a scattering of feathers, and not a hen to be seen. Noisy raised her nose in the air and howled oh why, oh why had she ever trusted the lying cuckoo he talked her into deserting her post and now the hen run had been raided by a fox the guard dog had never felt so ashamed and frightened in her life the master's hens had been eaten and the master would be back any minute there's only one thing for it she would have to run away So for the second time that day, Noisy ran off into the fields. Only this time, she knew she could never come home. On and on she ran, through field after field, until the sun was low in the sky. And she felt so tired and miserable, that she just tumbled under a clump of bushes and fell asleep. The master's voice woke her up. Noisy, noisy. He had come looking for her. Her heart leapt and then she remembered the empty run and how angry he must be. She peeked out under the bushes and saw that he didn't look very happy. Noisy, noisy, he called again. She was ashamed. She was frightened but the sound of his voice was like a magnet drawing her to him. Hearing it, she knew she couldn't spend the rest of her life roaming the fields with nothing to do and no one to bark for. She wanted to be the master's dog again. Yes, even if it meant being told off. She crept from her hiding place and she put her nose between her paws and whined. Nice whining. In an instant, he was by her side. She stiffened, waiting for a shouting, but instead she felt a gentle stroking hand. She opened her eyes and to her amazement saw joy, not anger, on his face. Little dog with a big bark, he said, I'm glad to have you back. And this... Was only the first surprise. Come on. The second was waiting for her back at the farmyard. There was the hen run, just as she had left it. Broken, empty, smelling of fox. Nothing to guard here, the master said gently. Where's my chickens? Chickens. (laughs) But there was something going on in the farm uh, farmhouse kitchen. Even before the master put his key in the lock, Noisy heard the wonderful sound of fussing and flapping and squabbling. The door opened and, yes, her tail practically took off. There were the hens squawking everywhere on the table. Under the chairs... On top of the cooker. Where did you get to, Noisy? Flapped the chickens. If the master hadn't come home in time to save us, we'd have been eaten by the fox. Serves you right, Noisy almost barked, and then stopped. After all, she hadn't got what she'd deserved, and she was really, truly glad that the hens were safe. Three cheers for the master, she barked instead. Cluck, cluck, hurrah, cluck, cluck, hurrah. There followed a few moments of total uproar. Then Noisy stopped chasing around like a mad thing, and the room fell silent. Sorry I left you, said Noisy to the chickens. Sorry we were rude said the chickens to noisy and everybody was safe and everybody was sorry the end right does um does anybody know what the word prodigal actually means Because I didn't. I had to look it up. The word prodigal means extravagant. It means lavish, reckless, wasteful. The son asked his father for his half of the money, the inheritance, before his father was even dead. He wasn't supposed to get that half of the money... Until his father had died. But he wasn't going to wait for that. He says, Father, I want that money now. And he takes that money and he spends the lot. But is anybody else in this story wasteful? Because I think that there is somebody else who's wasteful. When the son goes to the father and says, Father, I want my half of the inheritance and I want it now. Like any father, your first role is the word no. No, he should have said. Because that's what I say, you know, all day, every day. Dad, can I have? Can, Dad, can I do? Can, can I go? No, no, no. And that's what the father should have said. But he doesn't. He gives him the money. He gives him the money. And when he comes home, he forgives him. Which is fair enough, after he's spent all the money, he comes home and the father forgives him. But he doesn't just forgive him, he gives him a ring and he puts it on his finger. And that ring is a sign of power and authority in the house, in the family. But he hasn't earned that power and authority because this is the bloke who spent half of the family's money and wasted it. So he hasn't earned it, but the father gives him a ring and gives him power in the family. Not only does he give him a ring and power and forgiveness, he also kills the fatted calf. Kills the fatted calf, cooks it and holds a huge party and a banquet in his son's honour. And that, in the eyes of the world, is wasteful. And that's why his brother was so angry, Was so angry with his father for being wasteful. And this is how it is with God. He gives us many things. He gives us the gift of life, of love, of time, friendship and wealth. And we selfishly and lavishly and extravagantly and recklessly waste these gifts. And he forgives us over and over again. Not only does he forgive us, he welcomes us back and says, Look everybody, this is my beautiful child who was lost and he has come back to me. So perhaps this story shouldn't be called the prodigal son. Perhaps this story should be called the prodigal father. The end.